Welcome to the water trough where we can't make you drink, but we will make you think. My name is Ed Drost of The Small Business Doctor, and I'm really excited you chose to join me here as we discuss topics that are important for small business folks just like you. If you're looking for ideas, inspiration, and possibility, you've come to the right place. Join us as we take steps to help you create the healthy business that you've always wanted. Hey folks, this is Ed Drost of The Small Business Doctor. Welcome back to the water trough. So another Halloween has come and gone, and I'm kind of funny when it comes to these things. I find myself avoiding answering the door. Uh, that is, giving out candy on Halloween. I've been thinking about this, and I really don't know what is going on. I suspect, at some level, I find it difficult to relate appropriately to these young kids. Which is kind of funny. Not only was I a young kid myself once, but these kids are just simply amazing. They've got these fantastic costumes on. They're so darn cute, okay? Especially the little ones. They're so excited. They're not only dressed up like someone or something, but you can't help but to get the impression they really believe that they are that someone or something. How cool is that? Yeah, the imagination of a child is absolutely fascinating. So why do I avoid giving out candy? Well, I'm not really sure. I will tell you something that happened last night, though, that might have reinforced my fear. I've had a long-standing aversion to clowns. And last night, we had a clown come to visit, you know, trick-or-treating. Well, this clown came to the door and was carrying balloons. In a very low and quiet voice, he asked my wife if she'd like a balloon. Well, she was kind of flattered. She said, yeah, that's really nice of you. I appreciate that. And so he hands her a balloon. And after he's given her, she's given him his candy, and he's walked away, she brings the balloon in. And we look at the balloon, and we see this inscription on it. It says, time to float. And we're thinking to ourselves, what does that mean? Really didn't have a clue. We woke up this morning and we realized that the character Pennywise in the movie It, which was uh, written by Stephen King, was a clown who used red balloons with the inscription Time to Float to attract the attention of young children who he was seeking to kidnap. Now, of course, I'm sure that our clown from last night was not in a, uh, a nefarious way. He wasn't planning anything uh, wrong or anything bad. But I can't help but to think that this young person knew about the movie and found it rather interesting, I'm sure he was chuckling, that we fell for this thing without having said anything. All right, I digress. I just wanted to throw that in there as I'm trying to find an explanation as to why I don't answer the door or don't like to give out candy on Halloween. But that's not really what this is all about. What I want to talk about, what I want to talk about is the imagination of the child and how it opens up potential and how potential is the gateway to possibility. You know, we as adults tend to be a little bit more removed from our comfort 
with our imagination. It seems to me that we just don't have the level of comfort that we did at one point. For children, everything is new. And they're, they're new and they just simply go for things. They're not afraid to explore. They're not af afraid to investigate. And if you ask me, it sounds like an incredible recipe for success. In fact, if they did not explore, if they did not investigate, it's hard to picture they could adequately grow up. But when we get to be adults, we're not quite so inspired by imagination as we once were. We know that innovation is important, but we have a harder time seeing what the simple things can lead to. Or maybe we fear how people will perceive us. Or perhaps there's a bunch of different things that are combined here. But we do know one thing. We know that in each of us, there's an inner child. Or said another way, each of us was once a child. And there's some part of us at some point that pines for those younger, simpler days. It'd be so beneficial if we could open ourselves up to the possibility that we once appreciated. If we could open ourselves up to the imagination that we once were readily able to explore and accept. In a way, I guess allowing our inner child to emerge is like admitting that our present adult state may not be sufficient. And that's not really the point. I mean, we are, after all, informed by our past and our present. That inner child is really just giving us a dimension on ourselves that was at one time very, very important to us. It was at one time us. Think about brainstorming, for example. You all know what brainstorming is. Of course, brainstorming is where we throw ideas out there without regard for sensibility. Anything goes. Anything is acceptable. We can't complain or judge. We just put the ideas out there. It's perfectly acceptable to put the things out there in brainstorming. And then when we're done, we take those ideas and we vet them, trying to identify the ones that are of the greatest value. But the real key is when we're throwing things out there without regard for their logic, fact, or otherwise... It's at times like that that we become most likely to open up to new ideas. We are thinking and looking outside the box that we tend to put ourselves into. But when you're engaged in a brainstorming process, have you ever asked yourself, are you any good at it? You see, a lot of us aren't that good because we're afraid to let go of what we perceive as logical what's factual, what's appropriate. We just simply won't let ourselves go. We don't want to let ourselves explore because we're afraid that in one way or another, our the perception of us or our perception of ourselves is going to be misunderstood. Okay? But if the inner child is allowed to come out with their uninhibited ideas, if we're allowing that inner child to put their uninhibited thoughts and ideas out there, we might find that we inspire both ourselves and others around us. We need to open up our possibilities in that fashion. And I truly believe that if we don't do this, we're depriving ourselves of a lot 
of opportunity. So I have a challenge for you, and it's very simple. I'm asking that you attempt, number one, to identify and become familiar with that inner child of yours, okay? You know it's there, but get familiar with it. Identify it and get familiar with it, okay? And then listen to what the inner child has to say when you're in various situations. Rather than suppress what the inner child is recommending or suggesting, let it be spoken. Let that inner child voice be part of your decision-making and conversation. Give it a shot and see what kind of impact, what kind of effect it has on the way that you understand things, on the way that you resolve things. You might just be surprised how new opportunities will open up to you and the people around you. This is Ed Drozda, and I want to thank you once again for joining me here at the Water Trough. I'll see you again soon. In the meantime, I want to wish you a healthy business.